0: Welcome to episode two of our Hacker Public Radio series on an introduction to audio and podcasting or podcasting. Uh, I am Daniel Wirth and um, this time we're going to be talking about how we capture sound. Um, first up, I have a little bit of stuff to talk about about last time. First of all, uh, I had some encoding issues because I'm using a Delta Series card on my studio machine and... When I do the open uh or OS perspective show, we use Skype and that requires 44.1 kilohertz, and then for the open source musician podcast we use forty eight kilohertz. And I did I while well, I switched um the recording in Ardor, I didn't switch it on the settings for the sound card, so had some transcoding issues and I wanna apologize for that. I do understand there's quite a bit of irony in having a show about audio that messes up like that. So sorry about that. Um, next I wanted to talk about, um, I accidentally called uh sample rate bit rate on the last show. Um, it's not bit rate. Bit rate is, um, how many kilobytes per second the audio streams off a disc when it's compressed. Uh, I was talking about sample rate. Um, sorry about that. Um, I also threw in some links and people were hitting me up on how to, on the mumble clients. And, uh, I threw in some info about the new recording information, a link to that info on compiling mumble from source to get the new recording feature before it's released. And uh, uh, it's not a very good walkthrough, but the information is in there on how to record mumble output using just pulse audio, so not having to compile um, anything. You can't, you wouldn't be able to do um, everybody in the room separately, but you'd get the r- room total, and that it would work. Um, and then for this episode, I wanted to start out talking about a microphone and how a microphone works. Um, A microphone's job is to um, take the sound in whatever's in front of it, um, in this situation, your voice, and turn it into an electronic signal that then could be passed through an an analog to digital converter, which creates it uh, into bits and bytes and zeros and uh, allows you to um, send that over the internet to your listener. So... We have uh, a few different kinds of basic microphones. Um, I'm going to cover the three main ones, uh, actually four main ones. And um, really, you're probably only going to be using one. So the first one is a condenser microphone. And this is generally what you see. Um, they're, they're rather large uh, looking microphones um, that are generally side address. Some are end address, but mostly side address um they're what i use for my my regular podcast and uh these microphones use a diaphragm created of a membrane um pvc or mylar uh, generally and um they infuse the center of the membrane with uh a metal uh, a lot of times it's gold sometimes silver um platinum palladium or nickel in cheaper condenser microphones And then they attach a lead and they send an electrical current through it and it creates a electromagnet field that as sound waves bounce off of the diaphragm, it creates a little bit of electrical signal, very low. And uh, that is what um, you're able to use to capture um, your voice. So next we have a dynamic microphone, which in contrast doesn't use uh, a a diaphragm with an, uh, an electromagnetic field. As a fixed magnet, uh, like a speaker, and then inside there's a diaphragm, and the diaphragm is free-floating and moves in and out of the magnetic field, creating uh, the electrical signal uh, that captures your your voice that way. Last, real quick, I'll touch on a ribbon microphone, and a ribbon microphone uses two um, permanently permanent field magnets and a a piece of corrugated uh, metal, uh, whether it's aluminum or or uh, gold. Um, kind of free suspended and it it's moving in and out of the the field magnets is what creates the electronic signal you're not going to use a a ribbon microphone Um, generally a condenser microphone uh, is going to sound the best for recording a range of frequencies um, such as vocals when you're singing Um, can sound pretty darn good on uh, recording your voice for the for uh, uh, voiceover or for a podcast Um, but it does require phantom power so if your equipment doesn't support 48 volt phantom power you won't be able to use a condenser microphone dynamic microphones don't require phantom power but running phantom power through them doesn't hurt them however uh, a ribbon microphone the modern ones won't but the older ones uh, if you run 48 volt phantom power you blow them up so keep that in mind Um, so we have a microphone we've created an electronic signal but it's a really quiet signal. Um, and what we need to do is boost that signal, and we do that through a pre preamplifier. Um, there's lots of different preamplifiers to choose from, um, a million options that cost anywhere from um, 20 or 30 bucks all the way to um, tens of thousands of dollars. And uh, generally, uh, you Ideally, I guess, you would get a, say, a USB interface that would have um, built-in preamplifiers, and that should be probably good enough for a podcast. Um, I know uh, another type of microphone would also be the back electric microphone. back electric microphone uses a permanently charged uh, uh, magnet inside of the condenser, or a permanently charged element, rather, that um, doesn't require power. And these are generally the types of microphones you get in a USB headset for gaming or a plug-in microphone because it doesn't require uh, any power. It can be used in a passive device. And the issue with these is that while there are high-quality back electric mics, they aren't in any of the consumer-level otro- electronics. Generally, the the really good back electric mics are used in... Um, like uh, the little uh, f- over-the-ear face mics you see uh, dancers wearing uh, or pop singers when they're singing on stage. And those are, you know, those microphones are four or $500. And uh, most of the elements below that are cheap and crap and sound terrible. And that's why it's really hard to find a decent USB headset that sounds pretty good. Um, if that's all you have, you know, that's your starting point. And that's, that's fine. And for Hacker Public Radio, um, I I truly believe that content is king and the quality of your audio isn't important as long as it meets some basics. So, you know, I wouldn't beat yourself up too much about it. Um, but doing the best you can to get quality audio uh, definitely what you want to do. And uh, remember, there's all these things like, oh, we can fix it afterwards. Uh, it's not true. Really, the best place to fix it is at the source. Get the best sound you can. Um, If you're limited by budget or by the equipment you have, you know, you're limited by that. There's nothing you can do, but um, you want to put the best effort in that you can. So back to the the microphone preamplifier, what it does is it amplifies the signal up to line level. And uh, the higher end ones uh, do this in the most transparent way or they color the sound using uh, tubes and such to... Give a nice effect on certain sources. Um, generally, you don't need a high end for just doing a high end uh, microphone pre- preamplifier just for doing voiceover work or podcasting. Um, in fact, uh, the Behringer and Art make some little uh, single channel portable ones that are pretty inexpensive and are you know they'll sound just fine for doing a podcast. Next, I want to talk about uh, capture devices. So uh, we have a few different options. Um, you can use the built-in card in your computer. Um, generally, with those, your only options are using a back electric mic, um, which we've said isn't going to sound very good. Um, like I said, if that's what you're stuck with, um, try to find the best uh, USB headset you can and go with that. But uh, you're going to be really limited on the quality you're going to be able to get out of that. Um, next, we have a USB external device, and these can be available for anywhere from... Generally, they run... Uh, Behringer makes one that's about 30 bucks, all the way to uh, ones that run a couple hundred bucks. The cheap Behringer one doesn't include a microphone preamplifier. It just has um, RCA inputs, so you'll need an external microphone amplifier. Um, they do make... Small mixing boards that are available for about uh, thirty to forty, maybe fifty bucks. You know, thirty if you get them used. That include preamplifiers in them. So that, coupled with um, one of those inexpensive USB headsets or uh, inexpensive USB um, uh, audio interfaces, rather, um, will get you some really good sounds. I know TaskCam, I think, or Alesis is making a multi-mix device that is usb 1.0 and supported under linux and has uh, a mixer with uh, like a single uh, microphone input um and it's available i think for about 60 or 70 bucks so um that'll actually be a pretty decent way to start also some of the um inexpensive m audio um trying to remember the name of them fast track the fast track pro um are supported under Linux you'll you'll have to double check because there's some different models of those devices um those are supported and those have microphone preamps built in um those are pretty handy little devices um you want to keep in mind that only USB 1.0 is supported under Linux because there is a um standard audio spec in the uh, USB 1.0 specification and that is generally well implemented those devices if you want to check compatibility will generally say they're usable on Windows and Mac without a driver, and that's usually your clue. If it says that and it's a USB 1.0 standard spec device, it'll work fine under Linux. Um, USB 2.0 has a spec. Uh, It hasn't been implemented by any of the manufacturers. They chose to go with proprietary specs, and so we don't have any USB 2.0 devices that are supported, so you want to stay away from those. We have quite a few PCI devices that are available under Linux, Um, most notably you want to look up the M-Audio Delta series that's the Delta 44, 66, 1010, and 1010 Lite and also any of the other MV24 um, based chipsets that are available on the market you can pick those up relatively inexpensive uh, but they do require a full PCI slot there's no PCIe devices so you'll have to watch that on your motherboard. Um, Then finally we have FireWire devices those can be anywhere from a two-channel setup up to you know, eight channels. Um, it's kind of per device what's supported, and they're supported through the F, uh, FFADO project. And uh, you want to check out their website and their matrix for what devices are supported before you pick one up. You can get those used mostly. They're not really manufacturing much uh, FireWire devices anymore. <laughs> and for laptops, a lot of laptops aren't coming with FireWire devices. If you're going to be recording music with it too, you want to keep in mind that certain laptops share IRQs with other um, components in the in the laptop, and that can prevent you from getting low latency settings. So you want to check uh, around and try to get an idea of what that's going to look like. Um, but firewire devices are out there. If you have that on your laptop or your computer, uh, it might be worth a try. A lot of those, uh, in fact, most of those have preamplifiers built into them. So Uh, that's it that could be a good way to go for podcasting um i think that pretty much covers the hardware aspect of it um the other one i wanted to talk about for usb 1.0 is there's a lot of microphones such as the blue yeti um there's also some adapters uh that allow you to plug it directly into a microphone and use it as a usb 1.0 device Um, these are fantastic uh they're almost always usb 1.0 and well supported under linux and allow you to just directly plug a usb uh, any microphone and convert it to usb generally they don't support phantom power so you want to stay away from condenser mics with those um uh, these are a really good option um, for getting a single channel if you're going to be looking to do multiple channels it can be quite a pain in the butt to plug in a lot of usb interfaces and try to get them all to work uh it is possible um generally not recommended um my preferred recording application is still ardor um there's lots of complaints that audacity is easier to use than ardor and uh, i really don't think for the basics it is and i think you have a lot of power in using ardor that you don't get with audacity and so using a a device like that single USB only gives you input. There's no output generally. Some of them do have a place you can plug in headphones. Um, But you do have to keep in mind there's a little more additional jack configuration to use an input device that doesn't support duplex or output. Um, I'm using uh, my Zoom H4 right now, which is a USB 1.0 device, has two XLR inputs with microphone preamps, has phantom power, um, can run at 44.1 or 48 kilohertz and uh works perfectly under linux works great with jack so there's those kind of devices are an option too the advantage of those is that you can take them with you without a computer and record a podcast plug their um card into your computer pull the audio off and just edit it that way um and you get around a lot of the problems with hardware settings doing it that way that you can just uh just edit with really high latencies and not worry about a lot of jack configuration. You can kind of get up and running pretty quickly. So um, keep that in mind. That's a that's a good option too. Um, Zoom makes some lower end devices that don't have the preamplifiers in them, don't support XLRMs. Um, but they do have built-in microphones that are pretty decent, condenser microphones. And uh, um, those can be pretty handy too. And I think I picked up my Zoom for, <laughs> I got it on sale for a pretty good deal. <laughs> And I think I paid uh two twenty for it. And then I'm right now I'm using an SM fifty eight microphone, which is uh almost always a hundred dollars. And uh, you know, and then you have a cable. Other than that, I don't have any more equipment that I'm using. One thing that would be strongly suggested, and I don't actually have one on here, is a pop screen. What a pop screen is gonna do is prevent the plosives or uh popping like that that you get against the microphone. And uh those are available in a, a clamp-on. They clamp onto a microphone stand, or you can clamp them onto a desk and put them in front of the microphone. Or you can get the little like uh, foam toppers that go on a condenser mic, and uh, that'll do the same effect. And uh, those are uh, indispensable. I really recommend everybody who's using a microphone uses a pop screen. Um, trying to think of other tips. One thing to remember is... You generally want your microphone a little bit off center of the output of the the, where a person's talking so you don't get as many plosives not as much air is actually hitting the diaphragm of the the microphone Um, as far as uh, finding a quiet room uh, a lot of voiceover guys for video for tv and stuff do um, stuff in hotel rooms when they're doing live recordings and they don't have a studio so one trick is to just uh, take a whole bunch of blankets, pile them up on top of yourself and sit with your laptop underneath the blankets or uh, your computer screen and record under a bunch of blankets. It'll cut down a lot of your room noise uh, and sounds amazing. So if you're really looking for a really good sound and a little bit of privacy, maybe uh, I won't cut out a lot of background noise, but. Uh, it'll cut out a lot of the echo of a room. I know I got a little bit going on now because I'm not in my studio. So um, that's a good trick. I think that about covers it for this one. If you have any feedback you want to email me, you can email me at dworth at opensourcemusician.com um, and uh, give me feedback on the show. Uh, let me know what you want in upcoming there Also, if you go to the opensourcemusician.com website, on the main page, there's a link to my show notes for these shows, and uh, you can help me edit it and uh, add things that you want in. There's a discussion page. Feel free to throw stuff on the discussion page, and uh, I'll make sure I cover it in uh, one of these episodes. So until next time, podcast out. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.